about there it is there we go i forgot there. all about how to do that perfect <laughs> see what a week does it yeah i uh i had to text my daughter i couldn't remember what her password was to the computer that's amazing was, i'm sitting here i'm like what the hell is it i'm like i know it's password and then a couple numbers and i could not figure it out so i texted her and i said i can't figure out what the hell the password is and she texted back she's like are you kidding and i'm like i wish i was but i have no clue i said is it password four five six and she's like no it's password four four five and i'm like oh yeah that's right <laughs> that's what happens that's what yeah. happens folks whenever you have no you know and you take a week off podcasting <laughs> yeah it feels You'll like totally it's been lose it. has it been it's been over a week hasn't it it's been a I week and know. a half oh it might have been because we did oh yeah, well been last week well last tuesday is when i got my tooth extraction and you weren't feeling great that's right so we just decided to skip it yeah would it have been? The, I think it was on the twentieth because we did so, the we did the two banger. We 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 banged it twice. Yeah, probably. So, so it's been a week since we recorded, but not a week since it's released. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different on our end, but yeah. Anyway, we're here again. We're gonna talk some interesting stories. I found some cool stuff that I want to throw at Mitch to see how he reacts because watching Mitch react to things is one of the reasons that I started this show with him. <laughs> This is one of those it'd be perfect to actually have a video of the sheer confusion on my face what i'm gonna look like when i'm hearing this for the uh, for the first time many of my favorite people in this life i've all i've often said to them like i would watch an entire youtube channel of just you learn like just reacting to things just <laughs> and you're one of those people like well i appreciate that i appreciate it's so it. funny <laughs> So you have to excuse me, anybody that may or may not be listening. Or yeah, may anybody who is listening, because people who aren't listening aren't going to have any idea. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I am a little under the weather, which we learned was, um, you know, being I'm I'm under the uh, I'm I'm on the secondary level of the pirate ship out of the weather um, because I'm not feeling well. So that's the etym etymology of that. Um, wait, wait, say that again. I've never heard so, of this one. You're on the yeah, second. Yeah, we went over We went well, over it in one of the episodes. Did we? Yeah. So uh, the term <sighs> under the weather is um so if there was a, oh. a sailor who was sick, they would put him under the weather. You know, under like if you're up on the outer part of the ship, you're in the weather. If you're under the ship, you're you're under the weather. You're right. You're right. See, this goes right back to I don't remember Two weeks ago, or however right. long it was. Yep. Now that you said that, I'm yeah, yeah. That that was pretty, uh, pretty out of it on my part. I apologize. Hey, you know. no worries. <laughs> so I I apologize in advance if anybody hears me, you know, coughing or whatever. I will try to edit out if I have a coughing fit, but I think I'm gonna do all right. But uh, so I don't know, man. Let let's just go. Like, what's uh, what's been going on? It's been it's been a while. Let's catch up a little. We do need to catch up. It's it, it, look. I just looked at the the calendar. It has been two weeks since we've done a show, so that's why I can't remember crap. I can't remember two weeks ago. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did. We got to give a shout out 
to my cousin Kurt. Actually, it's my wife's cousin, but like I said, I just consider him my cousin um, because he did have that response about cranberry sauce. In a oh yeah, we should we should read it. Yes, yes. Let's we, find it real quick. Yeah, you might be able to find it quicker than I can, but we. So this is what happens. You write into our show. We will acknowledge you. We will read. And we will learn things. And by God, we learn things. All right. Kurt. Two weeks ago, he said, good Thanksgiving food debate. This is on our episode called The Jiggler Judge, episode two. Um, he wrote in on Spotify. And under the Q&A section, under the poll... It says, good Thanksgiving food debates. When it comes to the cranberry sauce, I have heard that it helps settle the tummy after consuming turkey. For that reason, I believe it's I believe it serves a purpose at the table. Yep. yep. And that makes sense, you know. And I didn't even didn't even register until I heard that. And it's like that's that's a very good uh uh I don't know what the word is. I want to try to try to think. I wasn't wanted to be fancy and say a a big word, but I can't think of a big word. What it is? Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's, uh, it's learning. I learned it. So also, Mitch, we have a review we can read on our iTunes. No kidding. Um, yeah, remember we looked it up. Um, oh, we you were reading it to up. me from yeah. some random user named Pickle Van Fleet. Not sure. <laughs> Pickle Van Fleet. Uh, and the review is a, it's a five star review. It's titled Excellent, Funny, and Informative. Uh, Ineffably Sublime is a five-star delight. Spirit of the Woodpecker Mitch and Deej's dynamic banter and witty insights create an engaging atmosphere that keeps listeners hooked. The, the diverse range of topics from Thanksgiving foods to thought-provoking questions guarantees a delightful surprise in every episode. Their humor is infectious, making each episode a joyous escape. The well-structured segments and creative games add an extra layer of fun. It is a perfect blend of entertainment, knowledge, and laughter. The host's chemistry and the show's unique charm make it an absolute must-listen. In a podcast landscape, Ineffably Sublime, Sublime stands out as a true gem. Fantastic. I love Look it. Look at that. That is a well-rounded review. If I had to review that review, I would give it a tungsten carbide hazelnut. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if we call him Mr. Van Fleet. Let's just call him Pickle. Let's call him Mr. Pickle. It's funny because that's my gamer tag is, that is. Mr. Picklebush. So like, yeah. I, hearing that, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, another Pickle friend? Like, does, you know, is there any I don't know, but Van, Van Fleet is from Greta Van Fleet. Like the band. Oh, yeah. So Pickle Van Fleet, that's freaking wild, man. I don't know I, who I, that is. I love the name. Absolutely love the name. Even love the review even more. Yeah. So yeah. Tungsten Carbide Hazelnut on the Pretty Nuts rating system. That's good with me. That is very good. Very good. And thank you, Pickle Van Fleet. And of <laughs> course, thank you, Kurt, who we call each other Squanchy. We've I've mentioned this a couple times on this show. Um, we're we're I don't think we're as huge a Rick and Morty fans as we used to, but uh, we would always, uh, one of our first conversations about Rick and Morty was, hey, did you watch that episode with Squanchy? We're like, yeah, and it's because everything was Squanchy and everything was Squan. So it just turned into, he calls me that, I call him and all of his sons, 
Liam, Ollie, and uh, Abe. I call them all little squanchies. Um, then we kind of what a great episode. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. There's <laughs> the scene when he's pleasuring himself in the closet in the garage, and he's got the he's got the belt around his neck, <laughs> and he's can't you see I'm squanching in here? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I didn't realize it, and it took me out of it. That he's voiced by Tom Kenny. Yes, he is. You're right. So yep. All I could hear was SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is wild. Like, yep. what a wild show. Yeah. Yeah. That's I I kind of want to start watching it again, but I don't know. The, the last two seasons just kind of haven't been the same. Like when I watch it, I usually try to go back to, you know, season one, one through three, I think was like, to me, it was, that was the best right there. I agree. Yeah. I'll probably pick it back up eventually. I like season four from what I remember. I just haven't. It's been a while, so. Yeah. I'm sure I'll pick it back up. But anyway, Mitch, tell me about your Thanksgiving. Did you have any uh, wild, wild, you know, things that happened? Or was it pretty normal? I was pretty was, exceedingly normal. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have anything. Uh, didn't have anything crazy at our house. We we ate here. I went up to uh, my sister Leanne's house. Um, my niece who lives down in florida her and her fiance came up so i got to hang out with them might have hopefully recruited some more listeners that have you know that i don't normally get to talk to very often and i'm not friends with on facebook or anything so they had no idea that i was even doing a podcast and uh the one the one girl was like she always likes me to tell stories i always have funny stories you know she always wants me to say something it's like mitch tell me a funny story i'm like i can't think of anything so she did it here thursday night and i'm like well you're in luck i said because even when you don't see me you can he still hear me talk like a moron and you go to this what uh, podcast right here so um here's hoping we've we've gained a few followers um in that regard um but no, really, my Thanksgiving was pretty, pretty lame. A lot of turkey. Was hoping for ham, but I never didn't get ham. But that's okay. That's okay. Ham is for Christmas. It is. Yeah, that's I can the way do I ham see all it. the time. I mean, we I'm with that, you. Yeah, we get that one that you get at Walmart. It's got the, it's got the brown sugar glaze. Oh, like oh. the purple foil package. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, good stuff. Oh, and it's already sliced, so you just basically just plop it in the oven yes it's funny i saw a local um like a local smokehouse mm -hmm. shout out to brody's i think it was and i, I so badly want to buy it it's 79.99 and you can go and buy a, a ham that they smoked oh that would be for christmas and i'm like dude that sounds so good but it's i'm not paying 80 dollars. no there's no ham worth 80 dollars. no there's no food at all worth 80 dollars. i don't feel I'm sure there's a steak out there that is worth $80, but I'll never know. All right, here's uh, here's my hot take. I'm not a huge fan of steak. Hmm. Like, I'll eat it, but I'm not like... Like, if we go to Outback, you know, everyone's like, oh, you gotta get the steak. I, I'll eat it, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to order a steak. It's, uh... I don't know if it's a hot tea or whatever. I don't know what it is, but that's uh, it's a little bit about me. I just think steaks are a tad overrated. And 
Another thing that I get looks at is I usually use ketchup to dip my steak. I mean, ketchup is not far off from steak sauce, so not really. But I get looks when I when I, you know, squeeze the old ketchup bottle, and they're like, "You're dipping your steak in ketchup." I'm, yeah. And I mean, like, I've been known to put um, marinara on my steak. Ooh, it's I never delicious. Of that. Okay. Which is, yeah. it was an accident. Um, we, not really an accident, but there's this interesting story. Um, me and my bandmates, we, uh, you know, back in the day when we would just get stoned out of our minds, <laughs> we uh, one day did that. We were absolutely obliterated, you know, sky's the limit level high and decided that we wanted to walk into, um, I, I believe it was Ponderosa still. Oh, okay. And we all went into Ponderosa. This is so, it's a funny story, but we ordered, you know, uh, I wanted just the buffet because I just wanted a limitless supply of whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. And my buddy Sebastian, he ordered a steak. And I think I was like, you know what? That sounds good. I'll also get a steak and the buffet. Like, you know, just because whatever. Um, and then my, my pal Lane was beside me and I can't remember who all was there. I just remember those two. Um, anyway, Lane gets up and decides he's, he's like, I gotta go to the bathroom. So he goes to the bathroom and he's gone for, I don't know, 40 minutes. Oh, and he comes back and he sits down and he looks over and he goes, how long was I gone? I said, you were gone for a while. He goes, I don't remember anything. Wow. He goes, I literally looked at the doorway, looked back at you, then looked back at the doorway, and I said, how long was I gone? I said, dude, you've been gone for a while. Your steak has been sitting there this entire time. <laughs> and he's like, that's crazy. I think I was just standing in the bathroom. Like, I don't remember anything. Oh, my like, wow. Okay. God. <laughs> so, wow. anyway, we start eating. We start getting our food or something like our food came to us right at that point. Anyway, you know how when you order a steak, the waitress has to ask you to, like, cut into it to make sure that it's... Yes. Cooked properly. So yeah. she asked him that, hey, can you cut into your steak to make sure it's cooked properly? And he's like, he he was trying to be, I don't know what the word it is that I'm looking for. He was trying to be like, I don't, I don't want to say funny, but he was like inquisitive about it. Mm -hmm. And I guess it came off as rude because he said, do you have to stand here and watch me cut this? <laughs> and she's like, I don't have to. Right. And he's just like, cool. Thanks. I, <laughs> So she just goes, okay, and just walks away. Wow. And then comes back and decides to just give us a whole different waitress. No shit. And, yeah. And I was like, why do, why are you? She's like, well, that one thought this one was being rude. I'm like, wow, this is a wild scenario. I don't like, I don't, yeah. I'm way too fucked up for this. So like, I just, <laughs> whatever. So I just grabbed my steak and I started like cutting my steak and I was dipping it into marinara sauce without realizing that I was doing that and, I, and yeah. someone called me out and they were like, are you dipping your steak in marinara? And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty fucking delicious actually. Yeah. That so I've been doing that ever since. Yeah. So I took one, one night of heavy, uh, what do we call it? Heavy, the heavy on the herbs, we'll call it. Do we want to call yeah. it that? You're just stoned out of your mind. I would just be blunt about it. Either or. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, so ever since then, every time I go to like Fox's, I'll order a, uh, you know, like a, like a steak wedgie and I'll like dip it in their, their pizza sauce. Like it's delicious. Wow. That is interesting. I may have to try that. 
Yeah, it's like um, oddly delicious for no reason. Like I, yeah. I don't get it. It's not ketchup, so you don't have this like that crazy vinegar aftertaste. Mm-hmm. But you still get this like tomatoey, yummy. It's good. Yeah. Here's another. Okay, I, I just thought of this other. Uh, it's a steak related story. I, I'm gonna one of these, another one of these. I'm gonna tell a story that's gonna show just how much of an idiot I am and used to be. <laughs> so me and a, I went with a. This isn't the same friend where I scraped the food in the bathroom. This was a different friend. We ended up going somewhere to eat. I don't remember where it was. It was him. I think there was like two other friends and their and their mother. So this was like, I was probably, I don't know, early teens. So I was still very fresh in the, you know, speaking up and ordering, you know, by myself. You know, I was always one of these big pusses that always had my mom order for me. Gotcha. Um, so we ended up going to, it was like Outback or something like that. So everyone in line, they all wanted steak. You know, so this was, you know, the mother was, they were, you know, had some money, so it was no big deal. So the one guy, oh, steak, well done, you know, steak medium well. Well, I didn't want steak. I wanted the, it was a, uh, like a grilled chicken sandwich. So I said, I'll have the chicken well done. And everyone looked at me and I'm like, what? They're like, there's no levels of how you cook chicken. It's just chicken. And I'm like, well, how the hell was I supposed to know? I didn't know. Everyone else was saying, well done. So I just assumed that chicken had a had a tier of of how it was cooked. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's yeah, so funny. It's, yeah. Yeah. So to to this day, when I do see this family they'll be like how's your well done chicken i'm like yeah uh, i i deserve that if you ever find yourself out to eat with them ever again order chicken but order it like medium medium rare medium rare yeah <laughs> just to just to fuck with them yeah yep i should yeah that's that's a little bit of me another part of uncle mitch's story times you know that's to, so funny to tell what kind of a total doofus i was and and I like to say stupid things once in a while. Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, now that we've caught up officially, let's uh, let's let's go ahead and dive in. Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Another round of ineffably sublime. Here we go. I'm going to read you this story. All right. I don't want you to guess. I just want your reaction at the end. Okay. okay? All right. Okay. Once upon a time in the ancient city of Rome, a peculiar ritual unfolded along the banks of the Tiber River. Priestesses performed sacred ceremonies and animals met their fate in the name of the divine. Little did they know a magical alchemy was taking place beneath their feet. As the heavens wept, raindrops mingled with the remnants of the animal sacrifices in a concoction of melted fat and sacred ash. Nature, in its clandestine brilliance, transformed this offering into a mysterious potion. The riverbanks, once merely mud and clay, now cradled a secret gift. One day, a curious washerwoman named Isabella ventured into the cl- er, into the river to cleanse her garments of the city's elite. 
As she dipped the cloth into the enchanted mixture, she discovered an extraordinary phenomenon. Bubbles danced on the water's surface and a luscious foam emerged. <laughs> Word spread like wildfire, and soon the citizens of Rome clamored for this newfound elixir of clean cleanliness. The accidental union of sacrificial remnants and celestial tears had birthed to what we now know as soap. As centuries passed, the tale of soap's serendipitous genesis wove itself into the fabric of history. Isabella, the unwitting alchemist, became a legend, and the riverbanks turned into a pilgrimage site for those seeking for the transformative magic of soap. And so, the story of soap became a testament to the wonders that can arise from the most unexpected places. A tale told in bubbles and foamy whispers along with the timeless river of Tiber. <laughs> so they were sacrificing animals and it ran into the river and made so basically it's like animal fat turned into soap. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> that is. Wow. Totally unexpected. Is... I, yeah. I was washing dishes and I was like, who? How did this come to be? Yeah. So there's like how did how did th this set of chemicals there someone's just like if you use this on this then you can eat off it again. Yeah. Wow. So that is that's some pretty wild stuff there. Right? And that's a great name, Isabella, name of my daughter. Oh you know, yeah, there you go. What's wrong with that? So Yeah, that is some wild. That is Cause I so kept can... thinking, I'm like, when are you going to throw me the, the huge curve? So I was like really, really paying attention. That's good. And then, yeah, that is. And all because she was just washing garments. She ends up seeing bubbles. Every time you said bubbles, I think of trailer park boys. Bubs. But you kept saying bubs. <laughs> wow. And what'd you say? The, the, uh, the, what was the what were the bubbles they were gyrating her luscious dancing. luscious 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 dancing luscious dance they were dan dance on the water's surface and luscious foam emerged luscious foam okay wow now is that a true story is this really true or is this like i'm assuming it's true it, it kind of has like a true feel to it because why do i even if the name was changed to protect yeah. the innocent, I, I, either way, like it's, I'm pretty sure that's how it came to be. And I do feel like I've heard like a story, like somebody saying, Oh, did you know that, you know, soap is actually, you know, made from, you know, animal fat or something like that, you know? Well, they say you know, that's, that, where, like, that's where it came from. You know, I feel like I've heard that. They say that if you um, put like bleach on your skin and it has like a soap, like it's slippery, that's because you are turning your own fat into soap. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm telling you, this podcast is teaching me stuff left and right. Right. The stuff that we won't remember two weeks from now. Exactly. <laughs> because you're going to say something about Isabella and the Tiber River and I'll be like, who? Yeah, Who what? What are you what? talking yeah. about? What the hell do you mean, Tiber River? Luscious. Well, we what? never talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I swear funny. to God, I don't remember the under the weather. I think what threw me off was when you said like when you said like the second level or something. Maybe I don't know. Something uh, threw way. me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a cool story. I like. Heck that. Yeah. Now the other ones yeah. are 
relatively shorter, but they're still pretty cool. So I'm going to... Okay. You ready for the next one? I'll bring it. Deep within the aromatic chaos of Moon's Tavern, Chef George Crumb found himself locked in a culinary duel with a customer who craved the impossible. Okay. Thinner fried potatoes. In a fit of rebellious inspiration, George Crumb sliced the spuds paper thin, sending them into sizzling hot oil. To his surprise, this crispy rebellion emerged from the kitchen as a gastronomic masterpiece. Each chip delicately seasoned and perfectly crisp told a story of defiance that echoed through time, becoming the legendary snack we now know as potato chips. Oh, my favorite snack are potato chips. Right? So the all because George this guy Crum. was just being a douche and was like, yeah. screw your customer complaints. <laughs> I'm going to give you the thinnest thing yeah. ever. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, yeah. That's a, kind of my thought is like, <laughs> Like the same asshole keeps coming in every time. You're like, what the fuck are you breaking? Like, all right, you know what? You can go suck it. Here, have this shit. And then here it turns into potato chips. He's like, what wow. five star chef created this yeah. masterpiece? It's amazing. It's exactly what I was asking for. I love the name George Crumb, too. George Crumb. Yeah, George Crumb. Created and one he, of the most crumbly snacks of all time. Yep. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a, we were just, I think we were just talking about this at work. We were talking about like, are we a salty snack lover or a chocolate? And I am by far a, like, I'm a potato chip. I'm a chip guy before I am a chocolate guy. I mean, I, I have my, I have my moments, mm -hmm. but I am far and far and away. Definitely. I like chips. Yeah. Like when I go to the dollar general, that's, you know, couple hundred feet away from me when i'm looking walking around and looking i look at the candy stuff but then i usually always grab potato chips or doritos or something i'm i'm a i'm a crunchy salty guy not a not a chocolatey guy like i said there's come times with the butterfinger um i'll i'll dabble but nah give me the give me the chips so thank you george crumb and thank you to the asshole uh, customer complaint that was he was always getting. Wish we knew who that guy was. You know, the guy that would kept giving him shit. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. All because of a fight, basically. Right? It's amazing how things get invented. You know, like what already with these two. These two already. It's like killing animals and getting in a fight with a with a with a customer. Right? I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> Anyway, I was gonna say before we move on to the next one, the if you if I had to choose between chocolate and chips, I'm probably choosing chips. But if I had to choose between chips or gummies, I'm probably gonna choose the gummies. Are you a gummy guy? I am through and through a I love fruity snacks. Hmm. Like gushers, fruit or um fruit uh roll ups. Oh, um man. I like tart yeah. um, gummies. Uh, see, what is it? Uh, I always see. Is it you that always gets the Sour Patch Kids at work? I can't. Fila I gets can't. them a lot. I don't. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I that's do get them on occasion, but uh, they like they fuck up my tongue. So I can't. I can't do. I, I'm okay with gummies. Oh boy, I tell you what. I I went to town on uh, those Haribo gummies. Oh man. And, and I was not at home. 
and let's just say I don't like doing koozies other than at my house. Mm. And I had to basically waddle like a duck for about, I don't know how many hundreds of feet till I got to a restroom at Lowe's because, yeah, and I did not know till after I, you know, consumed the whole bag, basically, that that's got some sort of ingredient that goes right through your uh, gastrointestinal area. I'm pretty sure it's the pectin. That's that what that's okay. Yep, that's what it is. Yep. I'm pretty sure it's the pectin. It lines your it lines your body and lets Ooh. everything move nice and smooth, bro. Wow. Oh boy, does it ever! Because I mean, and it hit hard and fast. Like I was fine. Then I'm like, all right, there's no way I'm gonna make it home. Like I'm gonna have to go. Then it's like I might just end up going right here in the middle of the of the store. Like I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm like I was like in a full on sweat like it was like it was like i guess you call them a dump sweat i guess i oh it was it was brutal and i've never touched them ever again um and if i do i now know have a couple and eat them close to home base uh but yeah like gummies yeah gummies i'm okay with gummies i'd probably do i think my tier would be chips then chocolate than gummies i believe interesting i mean yeah. i just have always been a gummy boy like it's just my gummy boy that's my jam <laughs> <laughs> gummy boy <laughs> gummy boy <laughs> you know it's funny i was going through my uh like my chat gpt history the other day looking at like what things because i'll random i'll use chat gpt like it's google uh-huh. <laughs> and i'll just ask it questions um and one of them the other day was uh how does my how does my colon know i'm home Oh my God! And what did it say? I want to know what. Did, do you remember what it said? I'll, hold on, I'll tell you. Because that is true. There's been so many. I'm, uh, this is. It's funny too because it'll like it'll like it'll label your chats with like uh, what it thinks it is like. And this one's called home, home toilet recognition. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a scientific term that is very accurate. Right? So yeah. here's here's my question. How does my colon know that I'm at my home toilet? <laughs> because I swear to God, dude, I will feel completely normal. And the second I walk in, uh-huh. my body's just like, oh, you got to go right now, bro. Yep. Right yep. now. Yeah, buddy. Anyway, so its answer was your body's recognition of being at your home toilet is likely based on familiar sensory cues such as the environment, smells, muscle memory associated with that specific location. Additionally, your brain might have formed a connection between the sensation of needing to use that toilet and the context of being home through past experiences. My response wow. to that was, ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's very ugh. Like, it says, it'll... Oh, go ahead. It says, I'm here to help if there's something specific bothering you. <laughs> I just, there's no messages after that. Yeah, <laughs> conversations ended now. But yeah, like, I always seem to, anytime I go up to Dubois, no matter where we eat, it hits me. Um, and it's usually, it's almost always the same spot. Like, I'm okay when I'm in Dubois most of the time. There's a there's a Bonton story that I could tell another day. Another day we're talking about poo, I guess. <laughs> and I don't remember where we, we ate at Fusion. Okay. But it was, but no, you you know what? It was it back when it was Ponderosa at the time, because I was afraid to go there anymore. Because we ate at Ponderosa, went to the mall, 
We're getting, you know, we're on our way home. We get to about where um, uh, the same spot. There's a PennDOT station right up at the top of the mountain. Like, when, you know, and right then and there, it was like everybody in the car heard my stomach make this horrendous sound. Then oh. it's like, all right, my body knows that I'm about 10 minutes from home. And let's just hope it can last that long. And it every, it's almost every time, though. I, sometimes I think it might be just in my head, though. Sometimes, but it that that drive down Rockton Mountain nine times out of ten is a very stressful drive. A long fourteen minutes, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fourteen minutes. I still can't. That is so great. I just wish I would have owned up to that when I texted you when you said fourteen. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I meant fourteen. It's still the greatest thing ever. Fourteen minutes. I just need fourteen minutes. I'm, we're always fourteen minutes away from shitting ourselves. How about yeah. if, if you get to fifteen, it's, it's it's too late for you. Yep, it's too that's late. So funny. <laughs> All right, uh, Mitch, you ready? Let's yeah, let's do this. Hi, in the Swiss Alps. Engineer George de Mistral embarked on a mountainous walk with his faithful dog. Upon their descent, both were adorned with stubborn burrs. Intrigued by the tenacious hooks of, the, of nature, Mistral envisioned a fastening mechanism that mimicked this ingenious grip. Tirelessly experimenting, he wove a symphony of tiny hooks and loops, birthing Velcro, a revolutionary invention that embraced the harmony of nature's cling. After forever altering the landscape of, I'm sorry, forever altering the landscape of fastening and design. Yeah, I love Velcro. I mean, yeah, what would the world be without Velcro? Yeah. Without George Damistral? Yeah, George and his dog, his trusty dog, just walking, walking along the Alps. But still, how did he, like, did he find this shit when he was walking? How did that go? Like, what was it? He found the burrs, the reverse. He ran into burrs. I don't even know what the hell a burr is. What is a burr? It's those little, you ever get those little things? Um, They're like, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, oh, those little, uh, all the, the pieces of, okay, I do know what those are. Yeah, those. Yeah, and they get stuck to your, yeah, those sharp things. They yeah. get stuck to your clothes and then you gotta pull. Okay, that is a burr. All right. So he probably yeah. found those and was like, dude, I can do something. That's, so see, that's the kind of stuff that I would be like, why is this shit stuck to me? I would yeah. just throw it away and be like, done with it. Oh, this yeah. guy's like, I could use this. <laughs> That's exactly like I. There's no way my brain would ever work like that. No, no, I'm not that smart. Um, Crazy, but yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm. I know a lot of people don't like the sound of Velcro. Um, I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it at all either. I know uh, every episode I do a Seinfeld reference, but Jerry's dad. He hates the sound of Velcro because uh, Jerry buys him a new wallet and it's Velcro and he rips it open. And he's like, oh, he's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, it's Velcro. He's like, I hate Velcro. So I always think of Morty Seinfeld when I think of Velcro. <clears throat> Interesting. I, I think yeah. Velcro is a little loud. I wish I had quiet Velcro. Yeah, that would be. See, there we go. Try to think of a silent Velcro. That I don't know if you could do it. That would be revolutionary, but it would be. Maybe we don't think that's gonna happen. George Dematopoulos, Demaestro, Demaestro, yeah, Demestral. Okay. Well, but, he got us this far, though. I, that's true. It, yeah. Now, how long? I wonder how long Velcro's been around. Like, did he do this? Let's see. 
Velcro when it was invented. It was, uh, yeah, there, oh, there it is, George D. Mastral. Yeah, look at those. There are the burrs. Wow. 1940s. It's only, it hasn't even been around. Velcro hasn't been around for 100 years yet. Wow. Yeah. Ain't that something? Yeah. He was an engineer in the 1940s hunting in the Jura Mountains in Switzerland. Wow. Crazy. Okay. So, I mean, we still got some time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you to George. He kind of looks like a dick. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't like. I don't like his face. But, but at least he got his Velcro. So, fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll forgive him for that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of uh, quiet things, uh, that that will move us swimmingly into the next one within the hallowed halls. Of 3M, a chemist named Dr. Spencer Silver sought a mighty adhesive, but stumbled upon a gentle, reusable formula, a solution in search of a problem. It lay dormant until a fateful day when a choir member, or when choir member Art Fry, vexed by slipping bookmarks, discovered its magic in his hymn book, Post-it Notes. The humble yet transformative square of stickiness emerged from its accidental alchemy, forever changing the way we jot, remind, and organize our lives. So this guy wanted to create the most strongest glue ever. Yeah. And created a reusable, not very strong glue <laughs> yeah. in the process. <laughs> yeah, post-it notes suck sometimes. But sometimes but, they're good, though. I mean, there's 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 sometimes I mean, you see post-it notes hanging for years. But yeah. Never, anytime I use one, it usually falls right apart. You know, it falls right down. Wow. Well, I mean, if you buy post-it notes, they're pretty good. But if you buy Dollar General post-it notes, they're not very good. Oh, yeah. Forget it. Yeah. It's hard yeah, to believe that it. there's an even weaker yet. This Dr. Spencer Silver would be fucking mind blown if he found out that like somebody found an even weaker and reusable formula than what you discovered. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my! Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, the post-it note was pretty good invention. I I dig it. Um, yeah, that's one of those things because there are those certain uh, products where it's like you can't skimp on. Of course, you know there's always those things that's like just get the generic version. You're good. Post-it right. note. Yeah, that's right up there with you have to get post-it notes if you get. Yeah, if you get anything else, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna like it. It's gonna suck. Um, As with most generic brands of things, mm -hmm. I feel yeah. that. Yeah, there are some generic. I tell you what, the uh, generic cereal that you can get at Dollar General, oh, like the s'mores. I don't know what they do to those, but those are so much better than the than the name brand s'more cereal oh man I, I love uh generic cereal is delightful yep yep it is it's quite sublime i think um mac and cheese mac and cheese you got to go name brand i've tried the the generic mac and cheese the powder is fucking weird like it when it comes out of the pouch it doesn't even look right um even when you do the creamy the creamy ones now no, it, it's it's a weird, like, the one I got, it was, like, damn near brown 
when I was, and I I wanted to make, sh I had to make sure that it wasn't expired because I'm like, why is this cheese sauce like look like shit? And it <laughs> didn't smell right. And it was, I, yeah, I did not like it. It was not good. And from then on, I'm like, no, when we get mac and cheese, it has to be Kraft, Velveeta, or Cheetos. Cheetos mac and cheese. That's the, that's the shit right there, man. Which we've talked about that. You, do you still have, you still have the case sitting at home? No, it's gone. It's, it's all it's been gone. used up. It's yeah. all been used up. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's, there's some, there's some items you gotta, you gotta buy name brand and post-its is definitely right up there. And what was his name? Dr. Sterling Silver or Do Silver? Dr. Spencer or something. Spencer Silver. Spencer Sterling. I don't know. Whatever the hell his name was. Yeah, it's just so crazy. Like these these inventions are just so just so wild. It makes it's one of those that makes me feel like maybe I can do this shit. Like I could be walking around and be like, oh, check this out. But I know I can't. Like the burrs. Like I I never would have thought about making Velcro with burrs. Right. But still, but then he was an engineer, and I'm very, very far from an engineer. And this Dr. Silver, whatever his name was. He was a, he worked at 3M or he worked at a church or no, he, he worked at 3M. Yeah. He worked at 3M. He, he worked at 3M, but he was doing something with, with a church. Um, or was it until was a fateful day when choir member Art Fry vexed by slipping bookmarks? Oh, okay. So it was just a choir. All right. Discovered its magic in a hymn book. Gotcha. So maybe this Spencer Silver put it in a hymn book? Maybe. Interesting. So this, yeah, so I'm already poo-pooing my thought because these guys sound smart because it's got a doctor, you got an engineer. I mean, the potato chip guy, you know, that that gives me hope that I could maybe think of something. Right. But he might have been a really smart dude too, though. So, all right, so listen, this next one yeah, doesn't make any sense to me, but... We can figure it out together. All right. A warm summer evening in San Francisco witnessed the accidental creation of a frozen delight. Mm. Young Frank Epperson, captivated by his soda concoction, left outside with a stirring stick. As temperatures dropped, the mixture froze into a solid frosty treat on a stick. The world's first popsicle, a serendipitous fusion of sweetness and chill. The popsicle became an iconic symbol of cool refreshment crafted by the whims of nature and the innocence of discovery. Oh. So does San Francisco get that cold? I never thought San Francisco got cold. I thought that was always one of those. It was like 70 degrees. I know like what's like San Diego. I think they say it's like 70 degrees year round. Yeah, I don't. I just I find family. it hard to believe that that much it would freeze that much enough overnight to have a young kid wake up again and be like wow look at this it's froze like yeah now you know because weather was a lot different back in the you know whenever i'm assuming this could have been like in the 30s or something potentially um, yeah so maybe back then it was much colder let's see i'm gonna type in uh on the weather channel let's see what's San Francisco's weather is right now. It's 53 right now. 
then you huh. go out now see it's like 60s like you go to like 20 days like right up until almost christmas it's still 60 degrees it's 40s 40 degrees overnight so maybe it might have been during like a like a weird cold front came through uh, and and it ended up freezing huh, huh. san francisco weather let's say in uh in in january it's usually yeah see even yeah january average high 58 average low 47 february That's wild 61.48 so that is a little weird so it might have been I'm going to say it was just one of those freaky deaky you know cold fronts came through and then it ended up freezing that's kind of very coincidental like if he would have said he like you know forgot and put it in a freezer I'd, I'd be like, all right, but he had to leave it outside and for it to freeze. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, it is. I just I do find it hard to believe, but you know. Yeah, I do too. I do too, because like crazy things have happened. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it was a a weird, weird cold front came through. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt that he uh, that that's what he really did. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Amidst the clatter and clang of a naval engineer's workshop, a simple experiment took an unexpected turn. A spring tumbled off of a shelf, gracefully walking down instead of plummeting. Oh, Intrigued by go. the playful motion, yeah. Richard James envisioned a coil of joy that defy expectations and gravity alike. The slinky. A simple yet mesmerizing creation descended into the hearts of generations, embodying the beauty found in the unexpected. I hate slinkies. I've never been able to get a slinky to work right. I don't know if it's <laughs> where I always lived. If our if we had weird steps, it would go down like two steps and then it would fucking just roll down the rest of the steps. Or it would just like stop. Or it would just... I never had luck with slinkies. Never. Yeah. I bought a Slinky um, last year thinking that it would be awesome and it doesn't go down my steps at all. Yeah. Yeah. Slinkies are the worst and one of the worst toys ever made. I don't know if. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I guess if you just bought one, because I'm going to say when I last tried a Slinky, it would have been in the, probably the 1980s at my grandparents' house. And they did have weird steps there. Um, yeah. I mean, this one, I bought this at Walmart last Christmas. An okay. original metal slinky. Wow. Huh. So, I mean, I, I like it, but, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll mess with it just in, in itself. But yeah. <laughs> there's there's a Family Guy episode. I think it might have been one of the newer where there was, uh, of course, you know how Peter does the, oh, well, this is weirder than, you know, I don't remember how the segue went to a slinky getting wet. And it was, a, uh, do you know this one? No. Where the, sl uh, the slink, I, I can't remember the, the exact, I just remember the funny part. Because he's like in his office, I think like the sprinkler system goes off, and he's like trying to, trying to delete his browser history, but he, but he rusts up before he hits the delete, 
and then it goes to the computer screen. <laughs> and it's like, the Google search was Blinky and the Pinky. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Uh, it was like a dirty website. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I, the I, old laughed family guy. Too, uh, I laughed way too hard at that Speaking one. Speaking of soft tangent, but did you see the trailer for Ted? Yes, the series. Yeah. That looks hilarious. It looks pretty good. Yeah. Surprised. Yeah, I never watched Ted 2. I did watch Ted. I oh, thought Ted that was 2 great. was great. Yeah, I did not get a chance to see Ted 2 yet. Dude, is uh, that... Is Ted... Is it Ted 2? Oh, man. Which is the one where they go to Comic-Con? 2. I'm almost positive that's 2 because I don't remember. Because isn't that when... Um, Oh, they're, yeah, they're getting ready to park or something, and then there's the guys in the Star Trek uniforms, and she calls them Star Wars or something like. I can't remember how it. You never, you've um, never seen it. No, I've just seen oh, bits so and pieces. Funny. Well, just, I mean, this will probably make you not want to watch it, but there's a big plot point in the movie where they are trying to find Ted, and he's like, he's like hit hiding in like a bunch of stuffed animals, mm -hmm. and the one guy's like looking for him. And he's like, what's the only, like, he's like, there's got to be a way to figure it out, to flush him out. So he stands there and he starts singing Sweet Caroline. And he waits for Ted to go, bah, bah, bah. It's uh, hilarious, man. It's so funny. I'll, I, I'll still watch it, even though that is the worst, the second worst song ever made. <laughs> Easily. Easily uh, the second worst song. God. That's, that's for another episode. Uh, yeah, we need to do an episode of songs that make us want to friggin just go on our absolute rage fit yeah god That's so funny but that happens and then one of the other like there's two and i can't remember if it's from ted one or ted two but there's a there's a scene in the movie where he where they're talking about f scott fitzgerald oh, i did see oh I my see. god dude i literally spat my drink out when i saw that <laughs> I, nothing I has ever made me laugh so hard <laughs> Yeah, I think it was a TikTok I saw that. Because they're like, whoa, why would you say that? The hell did he do to you? <laughs> like, that's his name. Like, his name is Fuck Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that scene Seth is so McFarland. funny. Seth MacFarlane, he's, he's very, I don't want to call him a genius. He's not a genius, but he's very funny. He is funny. You know, cause, and then there's another scene, too, where, like, uh, it's it's Patrick Warburton and the guy he's dressed in Star Trek outfit. Um, like I don't know his name, but uh, he walks up to Mark Wahlberg and um the girl or whatever, and he was just like, "Hey, oh, I forget what his name is. John? Is it John? I think, I think it's John. John. Yeah. He goes, hey, John. You know, you, whatever. You're the guy from the party, and he just goes, like, yeah, I remember you from the party. He goes, you get a nose job? He goes, no. He goes, yes, you did. You fucking liar." He's so serious, like, <laughs> dude. Just the way that the line is delivered is one of the funniest things I've ever seen oh. in my life. Like, <laughs> did you get a nose job? No. <laughs> yes, you did. You fucking liar. Like, just so like. Oh man, it's such a weird thing to get oh. mad about, and it just cracks yeah. me up. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. I'm gonna have to watch that then. Put ah, that on the totally list. Totally agree. Another, another movie I'm gonna have to watch that I that I'm behind on. Okay, so this is a good one since you're you're a product of the you know of, of younger generations and it's just still prevalent to my time in, in school too. Mm -hmm. So in the sultry heat of Atlanta, Dr. John 
Stith, Stith, something like that. Dr. John Stith Pemberton set out to concoct a medicinal elixir. Little did he know that the syrupy blend of coca leaves and cola nuts originally intended to soothe ailments would evolve into the world's most iconic beverage, Coca-Cola. Oh. Born in a humble pharmacy, bubbled its way into global fame. Sparking, wow. sparking smiles and refreshing moments across the globe. A humble remedy transformed into a cultural phenomenon, leaving an indelible mark on the effervescent spirit of humanity. Nice. Cola Dude, nuts. Cola nuts, yeah. I, I didn't, didn't know, know there was, was such a thing as a cola nut. I wonder what that tastes like. We'd have to put that on our uh, on our list. I wonder if it's a tree nut. Cola nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like what the hell? Like... Yeah, I, I want to know where in the I'm look, hell I'm looking it up. All right, yeah, I want to. I'm gonna check this out too. A cola nut, spelled with a K. Yeah, it is. Cola, cola nuts, nut also known happy. as cola nuts. The seeds yeah. are cola, West Africa, and used in traditional ceremonies. Wow. Huh. That is not. I had no idea there was such a thing. <laughs> that as That is cola. nuts. <laughs> oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, they're kind of ugly. They are kind of It looks like these ones are kind of like purple. There's like white ones and then there's purples. Yeah. Wow. See now, oh, it's uh, these cola species are trees native to the tropical rainforests of Africa. Caffeine containing seeds are about five centimeters. Applied to various carbonated drinks. They're tree Side nuts. Yeah. Ain't uh, that oh, something? Oh, they are tree nuts. Look at you. Man. Oh, my God. I guess I'm not allergic to all tree nuts because I still I like Coca-Cola. Yeah. And now, I don't know if this is true and I haven't Googled this, but I'm almost positive that in the early days, Coca-Cola actually had traces of cocaine in it. Or it like did. Or like a form of cocaine. And like, yeah. Uh, yeah, what was the other thing? Like cold medicine actually had heroin in it. Um, it was like, like a cold or a cough medicine. I still remember one time it was, I saw like a really old like medicine bottle. It might have been at the place I used to work. And it literally said on there, heroin. I'm like, son of a bitch. Huh. All right, let's like, see I, here. Um, the scientific research is constantly discovering new things about drugs, such as health benefits and risks of using or misusing them, sometimes leading to discoveries that uh, lead to changes in the way the drug is used. For example, did you know that Coca-Cola, the original recipe, contained cocaine? Coca-Cola's history has been well documented. The drink was invented in 1885 by John Pemberton, which we just discussed, a pharmacist yep. in Atlanta, Georgia, who made the original formula in his backyard. Pemberton's recipe contained cocaine in the form of an extract of the coca leaf which inspired the coca part of the beverage's name. The cola comes from the cola nut, which contains caffeine. So... Okay. When Coca-Cola uh, was invented, cocaine was legal and a common ingredient in medicines. People thought it was safe to use in small amounts. Yeah. So I, need to, I need to learn about the history of... Uh, this is going to sound weird. I need to learn the history of cocaine because, like, you know... <sighs> wasn't that shit like originally like in Colombia? Like wasn't that I don't know. Like I thought I might be learning my history just from Scarface. 
you know, that might, and it's not accurate at all, but I and thought, entirely I probable. guess what, cocaine really didn't come into the United States, like, I wonder if there's, like, different, like, um, variants of cocaine, like the cocaine, you know, like the powder that you snort, like, right. does that, I guess it's got to originate somehow, like, it's got to, I mean, yeah, yeah, so it must be this coca leaf, or coca, yeah, coca leaf. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for episode five of Ineffably Sublime Drugs. Yes. <laughs> Mitch is going to be tripping balls. A history of drugs. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to we're gonna lay out a table, just a little bit of each thing. And the woodpecker is high as a kite right now. <laughs> I do want to do a history of swear words episode. I think that would be a that good one. That would be fantastic because I don't know any of that. And I would love to know... Like, who decided that you can't say shit, you know? And, yeah. You know, and then and, and the F word and all that other stuff. Like, it's yeah. very interesting. I did do a little bit of research in, involved with it at one point, and it's very interesting. So yeah. I think we'll we'll set one up. Okay. Maybe maybe in 2024, the new year, we'll set one up. I like it. I like it. We, yeah, we might have to do a little more digging into cocaine. Because, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God, I don't want to bore anybody with us reading more stuff about, you know, like the origins of cocaine. I think we should do a little bit of research and then we'll we'll hit that up again. Um, Absolutely. But that is still fascinating, though. That, Absolutely it is, yeah. That, um, yeah, so the guy made it up, got... So I wonder how he got... How he got down to Africa and got the coconut and the... And the uh, coke or the cola cola nut cola nut and coca leaf that's what it is yeah well i guess he's a pharmacist so they they probably got shipped shit shipped shit shipped to them all the time wow yeah okay crazy that's some cool stuff that is some cool stuff it's all and it's all accidents it's like it feels like a lot of this stuff is is accidents yeah oh well, i meant to do this but here's you check this shit out oh yeah here's a good one here yeah go, let's go to the next one uh, in New Jersey, in a New Jersey garage, just prior to 1960, so we're talking 1957. This is after my father was born. Engineers Mark Chavanis and Al Fielding were trying to create wallpaper, a textured wallpaper. Their experiment, however, birthed something entirely different: plastic with air bubbles in it. Initially deemed a failure for wallpaper, obviously, it soon found its true purpose as a packaging material protecting fragile items and providing endless joy in the form of stress relief. So these wow. two guys invented bubble wrap unintentionally. Yeah, and they wanted to make wallpaper and they ended up making bubble wrap. Yeah. That is cool. Super cool. Yeah, I love freaking bubble wrap. Oh, I could <laughs> I could sit there and just pop that shit for like no, I was I was gonna say hours, but I'd be lying. I, Have you I'd ever be... messed with one of those little um, fidget toys? The fidget toys. A bubble popper? No. Really? I don't think. It's like a silicone little toy that is just an endless bubble wrap thing. Like you can just pop the bubbles over and over again. Really? Yeah, I can't believe you don't know about them. They're I've literally never... everywhere. Oh my god. I've never, I'm going to, I see this another, oh, those things. Yeah. Okay. I think there's one in Izzy's room, but I never really knew what the hell it was. 
That's what it is. Son of a bitch. Well, you know where I'm going when we're done here. I'm going to try finding that bastard. They're pretty fun. I mean, my kids yeah. like them. Like my son loves it. Like, what does it make popping sound? Some of them do. My do my they... stepdaughter has one that is super loud. Okay, because that's I think that's the part that I like is the is the popping. Like especially like the big one, like the big bubble wrap. You know, I, yeah. See, and then you like ring it like you're like you're ringing a paper towel, and it's just pa 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 pa. My son has a um, it's like a worm toy, and it's covered in like silicone and has bubbles on it. And you pop them, and they don't really make any noise when you first pop them, but like when you you squeeze it, and they all, all the bubbles pop back out, and it makes a really satisfying noise. Oh, okay. Pretty interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, I love bubble wrap. Oh, and it used to piss my parents off so much. Because, you you know, it's fun for the first, like, five minutes, you know, and you're you're okay with it, and then it just keeps popping, and then usually it was like, all right, like, that's enough of that shit. Like, right. put, yeah, put it away. Either put it away or go outside and do it so we don't have to hear it. My kids always try to pop the bubble wrap that comes in from Amazon or whatever, yep. but I don't let them because I am... I like reusing packaging because I, like I said, I, I, you know, for 3D prints or things like that mm -hmm. that I'm trying to sell off, I save um, packaging that I get from professional packagers so I don't have to buy it. Exactly. There you go. Works Nothing out wrong nicely. with that. Yeah. Huh. All right. So next up here in 1938, a chemist named Roy Plunkett. Great name. I love Roy Plunkett. <laughs> Roy Plunkett accidentally discovered Teflon while working on a new refrigerant. Upon Opening a pressurized gas cylinder, he found a mysterious slippery substance. Teflon, its nonstick properties, revolutionized cookware, creating a kitchen essential that would forever change the way we cook and clean. Nice. Teflon yeah. is a very underrated material. Uh, we just got new uh, pans, pots and pans. Oh, yeah? And I tell you what, it, I mean, because you used to always have to spray and, you know, put shit on there. Yeah, of course, for flavor and everything. But there's some things I don't want to put anything on. And it just slides right off. It Like, I'll just cook things just to cook them. Just because I want to watch it just slide right off the pan. And it what doesn't kind make are they? Best. Uh, beige, that's all I know. I don't remember what the brand name is. Are they Gosh. like the, he the Hex Clad? That sounds, that sounds like that may be it. Hmm. She got it off. Uh, oh no, it was QVC or no, not yeah, I think it was. Oh, excuse me, QVC. Oh huh. man, I wish I could remember. The one part that pisses me off though is she got a uh, pot, but it doesn't have the uh, insulating. Or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry about that. It doesn't have the uh, like the 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 rubbery handles that you know that you can grab it's like the pot and the handles are all the same material and oh. i did not realize that when i was making spaghetti the one night and this was the first night that we got it well my dumbass just ended up grabbing both the handles holy shit did that hurt uh-huh luckily i didn't it wasn't you know too hard i didn't like burn burn myself what the yeah, hell that's, brand that's is wild. that we have like three different different depths of pans now, or uh, not sorry, yeah, pan. Um, oh, they're uh, oh, is it karate? Karate? 
C-A-R-O-T-E. I believe that was the brand. Hexclad. That's it. Hexclad Hybrid Nonstick Fry Pad. There, there you it go. Is. Yeah, those yep. are pretty popular nowadays. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Visit the Karoti store. Huh. You got it on man off Amazon. Oh, check those out. Those have like wooden. They look like they got wooden handles. I wish you'd have gotten that. Damn right. Yeah. Well, that's maybe wild. She still can. Yeah. So yeah, Teflon is is fantastic. Very underrated. Not like anybody ever really, you know, ever talks about Teflon enough. Huh. I don't think I don't, I don't think we are anymore either. I think we're on to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during World War II, engineer James Wright was attempting to create a synthetic rubber substitute. His concoction didn't serve its intended purpose, but what emerged was Silly Putty, a bouncy, oh. stretchy, and oddly delightful creation. Marketed as a novelty toy, it captivated the hearts of children and adults alike. Yes. I haven't played with Silly Putty in a really long time. However... I mean, in the 3D printing world, I just realized that Silly Putty can be used to mask off areas you don't want painted, and it doesn't, uh, like, it, it like, absorbs the paint, but doesn't take on uh, the paint. Oh, okay. Someone was saying that you can just use it indefinitely, and it's just insane. Like, they'll never go back to any other way, and I was like, that's crazy. That is crazy. Huh. I never would have thought that. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need haven't, to get some silly putty. Yep. I haven't dabbled in silly putty in a long time. It used to be so fun because you would put it back when people bought newspapers. Yeah. You would, you know, you would lay it on the paper and, you know, hold it down, smack it and everything, and then lift it up. And then you would see the imprint, or not the imprint, but the, the, the writing and everything would be on it. Yeah, which is crazy because it never like got dirty from that either. Nope, you just fold it up and squeeze it, and because what was the other thing we always do? You would always stick your finger, stick your finger up in there, you know, go around your finger, and then you would close it, and then, uh, then you would like smack it, and it would make a big popping sound, like a like yeah. have, a, have an air bubble in there. That was really nice. the only two things I ever did. I I don't know what else you would do with silly putty. Not much. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know people the, make like the magnetic, the smart putty. Have you ever messed with that? I don't believe I have. No, I haven't really either. But I have a really, I, I have a, I have a thing with magnets. Like, I just really like magnets. Yeah. Like, do you mean like, uh, just like magnets themselves, or like, like refrigerator magnets, like, like decorative magnets, or just like, yeah, not, not like decorative magnets, but just okay. like. Like that fidget toy I had with the, the bricks. Oh, yeah, that is kind of cool. I just don't, I don't know what it is, man. I've always just had kind of like a weird fascination with magnets. Like, yeah, they like, okay. they, they seemingly defy gravity. So, mm -hmm. oh, there's nothing better than, than when you do the, the, you do the, uh, you try to push them together and then they, what, what, well, what's that? The per, not per, per, polarity. Is that what it polarity, is? Yeah. Yeah. You would try to, you know, you would try to push them together, but they would like separate. You couldn't. And oh, I love that. Yeah, they just have this like lovely little haptic feedback. And like, I don't know, magnets are just my lovely. Thing. They are lovely. <laughs> <laughs> magnets and lovely are two things. Well, I guess I was going to say they're two things that usually don't uh, don't, don't go, go together. What yeah. a lovely but, magnet. <laughs> but but there are like, like I've got a couple. Where the hell did we go? We went to one of those. Um, oh, 
Oh, the stores. That's that's the, the cheap stuff. Is there one in Dubois now? Um, not Hobby Lobby. Uh, Harbor? No, not Harbor. God dang it! Like everything's like five dollars or cheaper in there. It's five like a below. Dollar. That's it. Five below. We went to one. I think it was down in Pittsburgh, and they. I went to their magnet section, and oh my god, they had some of the best freaking magnets. I got. I went to town. I mean, I got. I think I got like ten magnets. I got like. Two or three office-related magnets. Then there's a Golden Girls. I've got a. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was just yeah, looking like at those the other day. Yeah, there was one. There's a. You have a Bob's Burgers one. I I was just in. That was like the best part of the store. I was just looking at these magnets. I was obsessed with the magnets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I'm I'm all for it. I I, yeah. I just think magnets are they're dope. Yeah. I was like, you ever watch Breaking Bad? love breaking bad when they like when they like use the giant magnet to erase oh, the laptop or whatever laptop yeah yeah <laughs> i just love that scene when jesse's just like magnets bitch like, <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, that character so the, me the the junkyard guy that's a very underrated character in that show i love that guy because he's only in like two episodes ever because he's in like he's in that episode he might be what in like one or two episodes in a row with the whole magnets. Then he's in an earlier. Would it be season two? Whenever they got to, uh, they're they're getting rid of the RV. And it's he's not Bill one... Burr you're talking about, right? No, not Bill Burr. No, the 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 guy that owns the job. That he's like tall and lanky. Uh, he's he's got a goofy face. He's like highly highly intelligent. I gotta look him up because I don't remember yeah. what he looked like. Yeah, because he um, he's done a couple other characters. He once again. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He played yeah. um. Oh man, he was in Billy Madison. Oh, he was in Billy Madison, wasn't he? Yeah, he was like the cool. Yeah, he was in Billy Madison. Yeah, he was he in was... Home Alone. Yep, he was. Oh, I didn't know Home Alone. I know he's in an episode of Seinfeld. Um, he's the guy he in Home is... Alone. He's the cop, like the chief of police or whatever. When, uh, holy when, hell, you're right. When the mother's calling him, call yeah. Oh my god, I forgot he was in that. Larry Hankin, yeah, he's a good yeah. dude. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with he you. Was, yeah, and uh, he was also in an episode of Friends. He was the yeah the downstairs neighbor. That he was in more. Was... He was in more than one. It says. Yeah, he was because he he ends up dying. Then they go down and they was he downstairs or upstairs? I think it was downstairs. Um, yeah, he was in a couple episodes of that. He was in he was uh, in Seinfeld. Here's more Seinfeld. We need to do a Seinfeld episode because that's all I could talk hours about Seinfeld. But he's need the to guy. Watch before we do that. I'm, yeah. I'm very behind on Seinfeld. When uh, when uh, Jerry decides when they're going to do the show, and they do the pilot. That guy is the guy that's cast as Kramer. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and he he steals George's raisins, and George accuses him of it, and then he then he then he says he's gonna forget it, and then the, that guy says he's gonna. Oh, he was gonna he was gonna kick his ass somehow. I don't remember how he said he was gonna do it. Stab him with something, or I can't remember. Yeah, but, I love the guy who plays yeah. Kramer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was. Have you seen that recent video of him talking to Jerry Seinfeld about the chess player? Yes, that's in that uh, comedians. What's that? That 
comedians with car and coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's so a funny. that's a great episode. There's a part of that episode where he's he's telling. Oh my god, who's the celebrity? He's like, oh yeah, I don't live far from this celebrity. He's like, yeah, you just go down here. And Jerry's driving. He's like, oh, he's right around here. Turns out he doesn't, this celebrity doesn't even live anywhere close. He was just fucking with Jerry the whole time. It was hilarious. Like That, that is, is funny. That dude is funny. He had definitely that one little, uh, he had dust up there when he was trying to do stand-up. That got him in a shitload of trouble. Do you remember... I don't even know if I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, he there were he was being heckled. This would have been probably 2005, 2006, somewhere maybe around in there. He was trying to do stand up and he and there were a couple black guys that were heckling him. Oh, he went on a nasty racial tirade. And oh, he boy. Was, yeah, it was not it was not a good look for him. Um, I think he's kind of redeemed himself. I think, but yeah, it was it was pretty uh, it was pretty jawing to hear what he was saying. He talks about that in that episode too. Huh. Uh, when he like this the chess player one, he, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I know that show used to be on Netflix. I think it still is. But yeah, definitely. Definitely watch that episode. I don't remember what season it is, but you could you'll easily be able to find it. Very good episode. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so going back to the all the way. Boy, we really go far off, don't we? <laughs> but back to the magnet guy. Yeah, that guy's a very underrated actor. Um Yeah, that cause that episode, that was getting towards the end of the series, wasn't it? Yeah. That whole magnets and everything. Yeah, yeah, magnets, bitch. That <laughs> magnets, <is>. bitch. Because <laughs> what? That was Jesse's idea too, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, it was, were, it was a genius idea. Very genius. Yeah, I can remember, dude. You, I'm sure you remember, but like, um, before plasma screen TVs, um, uh, anybody listening prior to 2001, Brant, I'm calling you out if you're <laughs> listening to this since you were born so late in uh. life. I hate before, talking to him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> before plasma screen TVs and flat screen TVs, they had big screen TVs, but oh. they were huge. And like, I, my parents had given me a rear projection 55-inch television that was absolutely astonishingly large. Yes, and about and 800 pounds. It was insanity, but yeah. I, I was like, you know, I didn't think anything of it. That was normal to me. I was like, whatever. So they gave it to me and uh, I had it in my room for a while. And as you may or may not know, I like to rearrange my, my spaces that I live in a lot. Oh, okay. I can't stand having it in one way for longer than say like six months. I get like stir crazy and I have to rearrange stuff. No shit. Okay. Yeah. So my parents had let me move my bedroom to the basement and I had a lot of space in which I could create different areas of, you know, living. And I had like, um, my, you know, my bed was on one side and then I had another area that had like my couch and like a TV and like a, you know, game set up, whatever. And, um, anyway, I had put my guitar amplifier next to my TV and the way that amplifiers are built, big speakers have big magnets in the, in the back. 
Oh, I didn't know that. You know, for different magnetic polarities to, to help, you know, I don't really know how it works, but it, that it, it does. And when you turn them on, they activate. So I was watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air one day, and I had I was going to play guitar, and I turned my amp on, and the whole TV screen just completely warped to one side of the of the TV. Get out. And then all the colors changed from, like, normal to, like, pink and green. No. So I turned my amp off. <laughs> I turned my amp off, and everything went back to it looked normal, but the colors were still fucked up. Wow. And I couldn't figure out what the hell happened. I was like, well, how did yeah. that even happen? I, I didn't think it was my amp. I just turned my amp off because I was like, wow, my TV's fucked up. So I turned my amp off, and I was going to work on my TV. And Yeah. yeah uh, we took it to Sears, and they were like, uh, did you get it close to a magnet? We were like, no, I don't think so. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I eventually, years later, realized, like, oh, it was probably my amp. Like, wow. when I turned that on, it just warped the entire screen. That's crazy. I never would have thought that. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were that powerful. Like, yeah, jeez, yeah, those freaking TVs. I uh, for a year and a half, I or two years, I worked at Sears and Dubois, and there were times that I would have to go out on deliveries if the delivery guys was out or something. And I'll never forget the time that somebody bought. I think it was like your side. It was like a fifty-five inch screen. And we had to carry that thing through their yard. It was about 200 feet from the road to the house. And those things, there's nothing to hold on to. They was so poorly made for moving around. I hated those things. Hated them. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were they were super but, heavy. But they were the shit, though. They, I mean, because those were the biggest TVs you could get. And was it, it was one of those, like, if you tried to watch it from an angle, you couldn't really see it. Was that, like, the rear projection? Was that, like, like if you were at, like, sitting to the side of it? like Yeah, you it was hard yeah, to see him. Yeah, very hard to see. Um, But, yeah, yeah, those dang TVs. TVs have come a long way. And they've come down in price immensely. Yeah. It's amazing. Immen yeah, because this was another one of those when I worked at Sears. I worked in the receiving department, so... If somebody bought a TV of any size or anything, I would be the one that would bring it out to the, you know, to the car and love that job. That was a great job. Great group of guys I worked with, too. Nice. But it would be, I still just remember a TV as small as 32 inches. You would have to have two people. There would be two of us that would have to put that in the backseat of a car because of how heavy it was. That's wild. I mean, you could do it by yourself, but... Yeah, I, I, me and strength have never been two things that that you know go together. I was not a very strong guy, and right. plus it was you know it was you know somebody's item. So and there was always two or three of us anyway. Right, man, yeah, be careful. Yeah, that's like you know the TV I have in my living room. It's fifty-five inch. I pick that thing up. I can you know do whatever I want with it. I just think of back then with those TVs, how much how much they weighed yeah and how much they costed and everything yep. like yep now it's pretty easy like i don't have to worry so much about breaking a tv because i could you know go grab one with uh, out of a, out of my next paycheck and not be out that much like exactly yep pretty I, nice so yeah i still get nauseous about the thought that i could have gotten a 65 inch but i didn't yeah and it wasn't know. all that much more but you know what's 10 inches 
don't know, 10 inches can make or break a relationship. I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, All right, number 10 uh, in the magnets. last one. Yeah, oh no, okay, we're done with magnet. Yeah, I guess we're done with. In uh, 1923, Richard Drew, the man with two names, a three another 3M employee. Oh, these sought to create a durable, transparent and adhesive tape for oh. when painters complained about the difficulty of masking cars. Drew's invention came to the rescue. Scotch tape, with its clear, adhesive, and easy application, became an indispensable tool for ever changing the way we mend and seal. Those sons of bitches at 3M. Huh. Huh. So that was originally for painters. So so scotch tape must have came before the, the actual painter's tape, I wonder. I would assume, because if there was no adhesive at all before... Yeah. 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 Interesting. That is some cool stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. I got one for you. I, I haven't Googled this or anything. I think I I talked about this a little bit at work the one night. Okay. I just always remember. And uh, but like I said, Google may prove me wrong. I don't know. But Viagra was initially made for people with heart disease. That was that. That was the original intention was to help with, you know, anything heart-related. Turns out it was giving men boners. So I don't know if it was doing anything for the... I don't think it did anything for the lady. But then once they see that these men were getting, you know, massive erections, that they decided to make it a boner pill. Wow. Yeah. Like I said, I could be completely wrong on that. I probably should have actually like done research before I start running my running my mouth let's see Viagra original use treat hypertension yep it was originally synthesized and studied to treat hypertension high blood pressure and angina pectoris a form of cardiovascular disease and then it was patented in 96 for approval with erectile erectile dysfunction and then in 898 became the first thing to treat to treat the old boners so so we can you know some of these ladies out there you know could maybe thank the people for that or maybe so it was created to create to to help angina and it helps yeah. the mangina instead yeah yeah wow. i hope i didn't say yeah when i said angina i hope i didn't say i didn't start with va at the beginning i think i did say angina but I know my mom, uh, she had it at her house. She uh, she had some heart problems. She was actually, she had a uh, double lung transplant. Oh, okay. In, yeah, back in, oh, I can't remember what year it was now, 2004. And then she also had some heart issues too. So after all that, she, because um, I remember going to the house one time. And there was just happened to be a pill bottle and then it said Viagra. And I'm like, what the hell? And she's like, I'm a it's actually for me for my for my heart issues. And there was a little part of me. I mean, I was 20 something at the time. At that point, I didn't I, I don't need no Viagra, but I still wanted to try one just to see. Which little part of you? <laughs> you know what I'm little kidding. part. <laughs> the PP. <laughs> So that, so uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, 
that curiosity, you know, the the curiosity, what's that say? The curiosity kills the cat. That's a saying we should have looked at. Like, when, what was that, last week's show or two weeks ago's show? Like, what part of curiosity kills the cat? Have you ever, Any you of heard? It. Yeah. So my Of course cat, I've heard of it. We talked yeah. about it. No, we did. Are you telling me we did it again and I don't remember? We talked about Curiosity Killed the Cat. No. Mitch. Are you fucking... <laughs> we couldn't have. I don't remember <laughs> this. This is bullshit. I you guess I gotta listen to my show. You remember Cats and Wagons? Oh, I was... Okay. I was obsessed. That's right, because I was so obsessed with the pigs and the cats and the wag. Okay. Ton of them bitch and we it, it's not in the notes of the episode but when i looked up cats out of the bag and and things like that yeah they talked about curiosity killing the cat yep you're right you're right that's that's two now boy i'm i'm really sucking today that's all right though but oh, uh good. <laughs> yeah so back to erections uh, <laughs> i actually have one for you too that's a little out of context but go for it interesting enough yeah, it is. You might have heard of it. If you were on TikTok two years ago, you probably would have heard of it. It was everywhere. This is uh, maybe not two years ago. This is apparently from 2018. Uh-huh. Christmas of 2018. The gl- Great Glitter Conspiracy. Litter conspiracy. Yeah, so December 21st, 2018, the New York Times published an entertaining investigation into the history and secrets of glitter a holiday staple since 1942. Glitter is technically aluminum me- uh, metallized polyethylene terephthalate. It takes 1,000 years to biodegrade, and most of the world supply is produced in New Jersey at two different glitter manufacturing companies. And although reporter Katie Weaver tried to visit each of these companies, only one, grudgingly, allowed her inside. The company... <laughs> The company Glitter X was secretive about its numbers, but it did reveal that the most popular glitter color by far is silver. And to remove glitter, the company's CEO suggests using soap and water or fabric softener sheets to to combat the plastic static cling. The story's most tantalizing detail, however, is that one of the glitter industry's biggest clients doesn't want the public to know what it's using glitter for. Wow. Or no, doesn't want the public to know that it's even using glitter in the first place. And the answer is, or the question is, why? Yeah. When asked if, um, as Weaver reports, when I asked Mrs. Dyer if she could tell me which industry served GlitterX's biggest market, her answer was instantly, no, absolutely not. I cannot do that. I was taken aback, but you know what it is? She said, oh God, yes. She laughed and said, and you would never guess. Let's just leave it at that. If if asked if she could tell me why she couldn't tell me, she said, because they don't want anyone to know that it's glitter. If looked at, I wouldn't know it was glitter. Or no, if I looked at it, would I wouldn't know it was glitter? She said, no, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd be able to see something, but it's, yeah, I can't tell you. Wow. So Weaver went on to ask the glitter representative if she would tell her who the client was off the record, and she would not. Or even off the record after the story's publication. Also, no. At which point the representative leads to her unrelatedly 
to the automotive grade pigments later in the piece weaver notes that the glitter appears in items like nfl helmets credit cards and jet sky or jet ski paint jobs and that its researchers sometimes feed glitter to animals to track them via sparkly feces <laughs> jesus so huh. says that the first guesses was that um it might secretly call for massive amounts of glitter were weapons flooring um let's see here jewelry tiles cars you know anything like that so yeah, yeah like apparently you know glitter is being used somewhere it's the biggest client of all time and we don't know that we're even seeing glitter wow this has documentary written all over it like, i'm telling you man like there's gonna be some big freaking mass I don't revelation when it comes to whatever this is. That's amazing. I know glitter sucks. I hate glitter. I hate everything about it. Uh, yeah, dryer sheets, bullshit. That doesn't come off. I once had a piece of glitter stuck on my face for, I feel like it was like two months. I could not get the damn thing off. And it always moved. It was always in a different spot on my face. Sucks. Yeah. I hate it. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that... And I always thought I remembered, I was always told about, you know, beast, you know, don't eat it. Don't eat the glitter because it's poison. I always remember being told growing up that glitter was poison. Or poisonous, I guess. It's not I like, mean, not yeah. like I would die, but I would get sick. There was so, a lot of shit growing up. There's a, I, I need to really <laughs> sit and think about this. Maybe some of the people that are around my age would drop a comment but i just always always feel like there was something every day that was like well don't eat that you'll die or oh, don't eat that that's poison it just felt like everything was poison back in the 80s i mean we could do an episode 20 lies your parents told you as a kid oh my god what was the one that i Let's always see here reading in the dark will ruin your eyes knuckle cracking yep. leads to arthritis yep Gum takes seven years to digest. I even had a school teacher te tell us that, Mr. Cathcart. Right? Chocolate and milk comes from brown cows. Oh, that. People that believe that are freaking morons. If somebody believes that and they're honest, no, I'm not even going to say what I would do. Crossed eyes will stay stuck that way. Yep. I got that told a lot. Swimming yep. after eating will cause you to drown. I was always just told I would puke. I mean, it will cause your stomach to cramp, and you would yeah. end up drowning. Watermelons will grow. Watermelons will grow in your stomach if you swallow the seeds. Yep, my sisters would tell me that. Sitting too close to the TV will cause eye damage. Yep. Touch a toad, and you'll get warts. Yep. Uh, keep your eyes open when sneezing; they'll fall out. <laughs> no, I was never told that. <laughs> um, the family pet is living happily on a farm upstate. Oh my god, that's fucked up. I. I feel like I had a friend that they told that too, but I Damn. never. Now nah, we were pretty much told when our dogs, you know, when our pets died. Here's one I was told a lot growing up: uh, drinking coffee stunts your growth. Yes, I feel like I even saw that on the on the six o'clock news one time. I I really feel like I saw Dan Rather's talk about that. That there was some sort of scientific proof that it did that. Because Dude, my, just, my beloved grandfather had me on his lap drinking coffee at age two. Really? Yeah, I've been drinking coffee ever since I was two. 31 years. Jesus. I've 
I think I've tried coffee maybe twice in my life, and I think it's gross. Love the smell of it. Hate the taste of it. I feel you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. Man, there's there's a lot. Oh, we need storks. To, yeah. What, what what about storks? Storks deliver babies. Yeah, oh, you're an idiot if you think that. Well, I guess if you're really little, I could I could <coughs> say that. Yeah. I was yeah, just watching was... The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. And I I don't know if I just missed it or whatever, but whenever the babies come flying into Whoville or whatever. Uh-huh. And The Grinch is like one of them and they're doing the little origin tale. Yeah. You, know, you remember that scene? I do remember, yeah. And then the one the one family gets the baby and it lands and she goes he goes honey our baby's here and he looks down and he goes it looks just like your boss like <laughs> <laughs> I uh -oh. don't remember that oh it's so <laughs> funny yeah but here's a fun fact about the Jim Carrey Grinch um two days ago was the anniversary of me and my wife's first date and it was to see the Grinch oh really I, and I still have the ticket stub to prove it that's was, awesome. Yep, December second of two thousand. I went, and this was uh, this was a couple months after she stood me up on our supposed first date. But we could talk about that a whole nother time. And if if she ever listens to this damn show, then she could <laughs> chime in and you know try to put her two cents in. But the bottom line is, she stood me up on our first date. Oh and man, she's, she's lucky she got a second chance. Because I mean, look at me. I right, mean, right. <laughs> you know, you you don't get you you don't get too many you know opportunities for this. She was lucky, but but yeah, but yeah, the Grinch was our first uh, Dubois, the Dubois Theater. We went to go see. It. I remember it was packed that night. Yeah, so it was. It, I don't know if it was opening night for that. I don't know. if It might have already been out for a week or so, but I just remember it was a very popular movie. It was. A, it's a great movie. Oh yeah, I just yeah. Uh, just so funny. I was just like, I was kind of watching it. The kids were watching it. And I was it was in the background, and I just heard that, "Honey, your baby's here." <laughs> just like your boss. Like, <laughs> oh man, oh, just some of these shows and movies that throw that stuff out there, and you don't catch it. Like, um, well, SpongeBob. We oh, just yeah. talked about SpongeBob has so many things that if you're not paying attention. They'll throw something in there, then it's just like, oh my god, like that's dirty, yeah, that's filthy. Yeah. But they do it in a way that's just perfectly done, and you would never notice. There was an episode of SpongeBob, and I remember um, they were like passing a uh, jellyfish around, circle, uh -huh. and letting it shock their tongues. Okay, like it was fucking them up. Like they were, I was like, what? Why are they doing that? Like it was like an episode of that '70s show. <laughs> I was like, this is wild. Oh, <laughs> oh I, just, love I don't know, man. Like, even before Izzy was born, well, I was watching SpongeBob. I was watching. Well, Izzy, I mean, me and Autumn had been married five years before Izzy was around, and it seemed like every every morning we had SpongeBob on, and I I just absolutely loved that show. Don't really watch yeah. it much anymore, but uh, there's a couple times that I'll flip over and watch it and, and chuckle. It's like weird now. It's real weird now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah. just, I'll stick to the old ones then. Yeah, the old ones are good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's glitter. 
I, I just, I don't understand glitter. <laughs> it's just, it, it serves no purpose other I, than it just looks pretty. Yeah. And I feel like they just started putting it on NFL helmets within like the last 10 years. Because I remember when HD first came out and it was like the late, you know, the, the biggest rage. And we ended up getting Dish Network because you could get an HD receiver. And I remember watching, I think it was the Dolphins game. And I was like, you know, they showed a close-up of the helmet. And I'm like, the hell? I'm like, they got glitter on the helmets. I had never, never really noticed that before. Yeah, apparently was, it's just yeah. top-notch. People love it. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. I, it's the biggest pain in the ass to deal with. It is, I can't say. That's why, I like, glitter bombs are a thing. Yeah, ugh. Could you imagine? I would be so mad if I got a glitter bomb. Oh, I would. I would. <laughs> I would probably. I'd, I'd murder somebody. I think. <laughs> yeah, like, that would be terrible. That was All right. fascinating stuff. I loved it. I abs. And I'm glad that I didn't read. That I went in totally blind. I love that shit. That we when we do that. Yeah, that's all. It was that was that was perfect. It was exactly yeah. what I was hoping for. And I hope the listeners do know that like a lot of this stuff. And we, I think we do say it on here. This is like, when we read this, this is literally the first time that we're reading this. Like we, we don't read it and study it. And then we come on and then act like we are legit first time listeners to these, to these stories and everything. Right. All right. Um, you want to do some super fights real quick and then we'll wrap oh, up. Let's, let's super fight. Let's All get right. a good one this time. I hope it's a good one. All right, Mitch, I'm choose for you. You got a T-Rex. Nice. He is. I don't know what that is. I'm going to choose a different one. Okay. He is a super genius. <laughs> okay. And is a believer. Oh, well, that and is convinced everything. that his con <laughs> is convinced that your opponent means Bieber bodily harm. Oh, okay. See that so, that's kind of an what do they call that an oxymoron if you're a super genius and you're a believer that's like that <laughs> those two it's another one of those those two don't uh, they don't they don't jive they don't jibe they don't jibe <laughs> they don't jibe so I do remember that one All right and we're going to you're going to be facing me who is the men in black Ooh Now I'm hoping this is Will Smith Tommy Lee Jones men in black not not that one where it was Hemsworth and uh, the girl, yeah, yeah. All right, so it is Men in Black, and I have a sidekick, and my sidekick is Stephen Hawking. The Men in Black are—they have laser eyes, and they know kung fu. <laughs> and Stephen Hawking is uh arm. Oh yeah, hold on. Stephen Hawking is wearing a suit of armor and has a bow with unlimited arrows. Wow. Mm, okay. All right. So we got men in black with laser eyes and no kung fu with the sidekick of Stephen Hawking wearing a suit of armor armed with a bow with unlimited arrows versus a super genius T-Rex who is a believer and believes that us as a group over here are meaning to harm Justin Bieber. I so, mean, come uh, on. 
Come on. I mean, he is out for lust. Bloodlust. Yeah. The only thing that would worry me about the men in black is the little uh, tampon looking mind things that they have. I don't know what the hell those things were called. The mind race. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mind. Yeah, I just, I, they just always looked like, I just always kept thinking, like, oh my God, these things. Are I mean, I'm just going to take, I mean, I feel like, things. I feel like Stephen Hawking with a bow and arrow, it doesn't matter. He's not going to be able to do anything. So he's out. Yeah. Yeah. In suit of armor, T-Rex is going to be able to, he'll just swallow him whole. No big yeah. deal. He's, he's out of the running. Um, so that's, that's down and out. So, yeah. but if I'm a T-Rex, and I think that, you know, agents K and J is K and J, right? I think that's yeah. Right. Yeah. K and J were out to get Justin Bieber. I mean, the, the absolute rage that this T-Rex would have. I just, I, I, yeah, it would, to me, it's a, it's a, it's another no brain. It's, you know, even if you're trying to use the little mind, the mind thing, my T-Rex could just swing right, use the tail, poop, swing. Yeah. Over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even, I, even if like they wiped his mind and he's like, who's Justin Bieber? He's still going to be like, he's still going to see the men in black and just see food. So yeah, I yeah. feel like their laser eyes and their knowledge of Kung Fu might, you know, not matter. So I'm going to go oh, with I, you, man. Yeah. I forgot laser eyes, but yeah, I, I think the T-Rex, the laser eyes would worry me too, but how powerful are the laser eyes? Right, I, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna assume that you know, not enough to take down a scaly T-Rex. So yeah, yeah. It, who's also a believer? Those, those, those girls were psychos. I just remember watching like videos of them. Oh man! So imagine a believer of a believer of that size and strength. Right, and a super genius. It. Come on, man. Yep. They're done. Forget it. Forget I'm with you, it. Mitch. Mitch yep. wins. I do win. I think I've won. I've won them also. Haven't I? No, you won the last one. Cause what was it? The the. It was no. Homer Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was the Homer Simpson one. No, because yeah. I was, I was saying that you would win, and you were trying to say that I would, win. but I think yeah. we decided that you would win. Yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. go with with yeah. me winning, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'll, I'm two and one so far. Yeah. I, yeah, but I had what was it? First one was Vader versus Heisenberg. Yeah, definitely a yeah. no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I like that. I like. We should have standing a little, a little one and loss record. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Great All to right. be back. Well, absolutely. Two weeks off. Felt like. It, well, at times it did feel like it's been two weeks since I, I forgot shit that we talked about two weeks ago. Apparently. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it happens. It does. It so does. let's see. Next up, it looks like we're going to have a lovely um, set of Christmas episodes. Nice. And I'm um, just going to quickly go through some of the things that we can and or will talk about. It'll be up. I'll, I'll let um, we'll, me and you can talk about it together. But the website that I'm going to be getting all of the sources from is called whychristmas.com. And there's a ton of different um, information on here. But um, when and why Christmas is celebrated on the 25th of December, Advent, um, Christmas versus saying Xmas, um, Christmas bells, Boxing Day, which we kind of talked about before, yeah. um, candles, candy cane, crimsons, Christmas cake, carols, history of Christmas carols, um, Christmas cards, 
Christmas Eve being a thing. Why yeah. red? Why why the colors are red and green? Yeah. Um, eggnog, electric Christmas lights, Elf on the Shelf, Holly in the Ivy, um, Yule logs, just things like that. Poinsettias. And how mistletoe. all of these have mistletoes on gotta, here. Yeah. Gotta, gotta have mistletoe. And uh, I can't wait to learn about this uh, Krampus. I didn't know Krampus was a real thing until oh, just yeah. like re whenever the movie came out. Because I was like, what the hell is this about? And then then it's like, well, that's a real. I'm like, I had it. It was 40 years before I knew like, what the hell Krampus was. We'll do Krampus and uh, Belsnickel. I forgot about Belsnickel. That's great. <laughs> yeah, we'll do Krampus and Belsnickel and the history of Santa Claus and yeah, um, and how all of all of that stuff came to be. Because yeah. listeners, whether you know it or not, modern day Santa Claus was all the fault of. Um, let's see here. What's his name? We just talked about him. Um, I don't. Know. Oh, here it is, Doctor John Stythe Pemberton. Who created oh. Coca-Cola? Without that invention of Coca-Cola, Santa Claus as we know him today would be absolutely not the same. No shit. Yep. So we'll talk wow. about that on another episode. So join in next time for a Christmas extravaganza of ineffably sublime proportions. Can't wait. Let's. And with that, we will wrap up this uproarious journey through the inexplicably sublime, as we want to leave you with another challenge. Please share us your thoughts and on the topics that we covered today. What's your take on inventions or things that you use every day that you that might have a weird um, origin story? And if you have another topic that you'd like us to explore, then hit us up. Yeah, we'd love to know. Because there's stuff out there, I'm sure, that it's like I'd never even think about. So, yeah, give us the feedback. We want it. I encourage you to to think about when you're using something. Like, how did this come to be? Because I was simply doing something like washing a dish. And I was like, how did they decide that soap is the way to go? Yeah. So you can connect with us on social media and drop your wittiest ideas and become a part of the ineffably sublime community. We are on Facebook, TikTok, threads, and Instagram. And if, and we are available literally anywhere that you can find podcasts, do not forget to hit that subscribe button for a guaranteed dose of laughter and enlightenment. And if you like the show, please leave us a review like pickle van fleet. Thank you for that review. We will read it out loud on the show, whether you hated it or not, we will definitely read it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So until next time, join us for our Christmas episode and we'll see you then. Peace out, y'all. There you have it. We have been your guides through the wonderfully weird and we can't wait to dive deeper into these categories in future episodes. Stay tuned for more unpredictable, edgy, and uniquely hilarious content. And remember... It's a strange world out there, but it's all part of the ineffable, the sublime, and the magnificently bizarre. Thanks for listening, and be sure to stay tuned for more.